feeling bitchy? Don't be bitchy alone. Listen to Why Am I So Bitchy with Sean Avia, where we'll have a humorous exploration of social and women's health issues with a feminist twist. It's a bitching good time. Hey, welcome to Why Am I So Bitchy? Uh, This is the part where I record about why I'm bitchy. Um, It's really professional of me to say that every time. (laughs) I was just talking to my um, cousin Lana about um, being more aware about what I say on this podcast. And that's a perfect example of something I can improve. So maybe next week I won't do it. Anyway. I kind of think it's funny, though, that I'm uh, being transparent with my idiosyncrasies. Um, Anyway, this week I'm feeling bitchy because even though I'm working really hard at not letting anxiety affect me too much, it really is. And anxiety actually makes me a bitch. and I'm talking about anxiety and sometimes I try to change my wording about it. So we have been talking about getting a puppy and I have found lots of puppies and every time it comes to making the move to purchase one, I am stalling and it's because I have this anxiety around it. Anyway, So stay tuned on the puppy front. You might hear different news someday soon. But um, yeah, and also I've just been feeling more easily overwhelmed and irritable in general. And I think it is this anxiety and I feel like I'm like doing a lot of things to um, work through my anxiety in a positive way, but it's still really present and and it does affect my mood and my temperament and my um, the way I'm interacting with people. So um, if you're one of the people who gets my bitchy side, you are one of my safe people. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry for you. Um, and um, I'm doing my best and I'm really trying to be gratitude grateful for everyone in my life but if I'm a little bit bitchy to you try to take it as a compliment because it means I feel super safe with you Um, and to all the people my friends that you have been under the radar and haven't experienced my bitchiness just be happy it doesn't mean I love you less it means that I'm putting my best self forward um or also many of my friends are kind of a balm to that for me so um I it really helps me to have social connections and that's how I can express myself in a more healthy way so um thank you for all of my friends out there too who are like a salve to my irritability because I really need you or I'd be in trouble. That's why I'm bitchy this week.
Hey there, welcome to Why Am I So Bitchy? Today we have a special guest, Christine Isavalov, and we are going to be speaking about fear. Her, she is a um, writer and blogger and has a new book coming out about fear uh, pretty soon. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome to Why Am I So Bitchy? And today we're lucky to have a very special guest, Christine Isavalov. I got it wrong, maybe, but you can correct me, Christine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, How are you doing today? I am good, and you did a good job. You didn't butcher it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, we have been connected by um, our friend Rebecca. And I saw you speaking at the Ignite con- um, concert. It was like a concert. <laughs> the, um, what is that called? Conference. Conference. There we go. <laughs> um, and so I was really happy when Rebecca kind of connected us and said, hey, Christine would be interested in um, doing a podcast. Sorry, I was just like making sure the recording button is on. And I was like, ah, did I miss all of that? <laughs> all good yeah uh, yeah so, I'm, I'm stoked to be here thank you for having me yeah thanks so um so I've I know this about you that um you have been doing a lot of writing and uh how did you come to discover this passion <laughs> um you know, I think I've always enjoyed writing. I remember being a little girl, like eight years old, and writing out stories. Um, it, so it's always been kind of a hobby. Um, and I think it was probably seven or eight years ago when I was chatting with a good friend of mine, Kyra Hogan, who owns the Castlegar Source. And I mentioned to her that I liked writing. And she said, oh, well, I'm looking for a columnist. So if you want to submit something, I can take a peek. And she admitted later that she was kind of dreading it because I guess a lot of people say that they enjoy writing and then they submit work to her and she has to gently tell them, I'm sorry, but you're terrible. Not, not that she would ever do that, but that she can't publish them. And she said she was uh, pleasantly surprised. Uh, I needed some work, but she was willing to work with me. And so I started writing for her and it just kind of took off from there. And I learned a lot from her. She really helped to guide me. So that was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think people have, um, you know, maybe some natural propensity for writing, but there's a lot of skills that go along with that. And, and mm-hmm. different, you know, you need certain skills for writing a column in a newspaper and you need certain skills for writing a blog and you need certain skills for writing a book. And there are absolutely people, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been a, a lot of learning along the way when I look back at some of my first pieces I'm like oh my goodness it's terrible um but yeah she was really patient with me and helped to guide me so that was really great awesome a lot yeah so what are you um uh let's see I think your first book was called Dear Love that's right yeah so it was a co-author project 
you know, <laughs> now that I know you more, I'll be more like inspired to because it's kind of fun when you know the writer. Totally. Yeah, no, that was a really fun project. Um, so it's a collaborative co-author book uh, that's done through a publisher out in Ontario called Golden Brick Road Publishing House. So um, a bunch of different authors from all over the world. Our lead author is actually in Japan. Uh, her name's Sarah. And yeah, we each wrote a chapter in the book. And it is, it's great. It's all about kind of the power of love, um, love for yourself, love for another, and how we can have more of it in our life. Yeah, I think that's so important. I, you know what, I, it's taken me a long time to evolve to this point, but um, really feeling like um, it's more important to be able to give love because I think that's where the power of love really comes from mm -hmm. for me um like it, it's nice to receive love and and find those gestures of love in your life for sure but I feel mm -hmm. like um when you're really able to give give love then you're doing well yeah. <laughs> you're not in survival mode you're not mm -hmm. um, I don't know stuck in just thinking about yourself or things like that it's easy to get stuck in yeah absolutely it was um it was a pretty transformative process for me like as I wrote the chapter I felt like I almost worked through a lot of that stuff uh that kind of comes up so I went into the project that's actually what my chapter is about I went into the project kind of cocky you know I have lots to say about love I've worked hard on uh, loving myself and accepting myself for who I am and so I kind of went into the project kind of cocky and then it really did bring me to my knees. It was um, very humbling and I realized that I still have a lot of work to do when it comes to self-love and that the process isn't linear at all. It's, um, you know, sometimes two steps forward, one step back and we have good days and we have bad days. And when we are able to love ourselves, we're able to love the people in our lives uh, more openly and more open, more open-hearted, so yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I'm, uh, I just experienced this all of the time of like, you know, I'm, I was actually right before this doing this um, uh, practice of, I don't know, just kind of learning to center myself more. And it's happening, it's happening. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the people outside are talking and like, I'm all distracted. I'm like, I'm actually signed up for this course to be able to like center myself. And I'm still like, wah. Um, so it's like, it takes so much work and and you have to just, yeah, be gentle with yourself and, and find it where you can and move on when you catch yourself and all of those things. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's definitely, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not easy all the time, but important to keep working on it for sure. And so what's your next, I think you're working on a new book right now. I am. Yeah. So I am the lead author on this next project and it is called Fearless and it is all about fear, how it gets in our way, it lies to us, keeps us stuck, keeps us from going after the life we want um, and how we might be able to get past it. Oh, that sounds really good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need to read that book for sure. <laughs> I feel like, um, yeah, I've been thinking about this, like how sometimes, especially if you have some obstacles in your life that kind of keep you in just getting through the day mode, then it's really hard to move on to those other things of like finding what your true passion is or, mm -hmm. um, or even, yeah, just fear of trying new things can mm -hmm. keep you stuck or or whatever. 
Absolutely. No, I think fear impacts us sometimes more than we're aware. You know, it impacts our relationships and our careers. And I know for myself, um, I wasn't really aware of how fear was impacting my relationships. Um, I've always felt that I'm pretty good at relationships. I, you know, have an easy time getting along with people and have always kind of made friends really easily. But when I kind of started writing this book, I realized that I have a huge fear of abandonment and rejection. And so I become a people pleaser and a chameleon. And basically I become what others need me to be uh, to ensure that they won't leave me. And if I also kind of have this get ready to cut and run. So if there's any inkling that someone might walk out of my life, I, I do it first. Um, so realizing that was pretty eye-opening. Um, uh, and yeah, just working through that process. Yeah, I think um, I probably have some similar issues. And uh, I think for me, it shows up in, um, I don't know, sometimes, yeah, not being very willing to say my true opinion if I think it's going to cause waves or <laughs> absolutely yeah no I think a lot of us struggle with with that and you know we're not going after the career we want because we fear failure or sometimes we fear success and yeah. you know it's uh sometimes we fear intimacy like it's just it impacts us in so many different ways and it's just really good to be aware of it and you know just be mindful and try to work through it yeah yeah so um, is there like specific topics you're gearing towards in this, in the book, or is it pretty general? Maybe we answered that in some way, but we can talk. Yeah, um, it's pretty, it's pretty open. I mean, I'm just letting uh, the authors that we have on board write about what fear means to them and, um, you know, how it impacts them and what so one of my authors is writing about fear around age because she's realizing as she gets I think she's in her 50s um, as she gets older um, there's a lot of there's a lot of fear associated with aging uh, fear of getting sick fear of hurting yourself um, and so a lot of people as they age they stop doing things because of the risks involved um, Anyway, so she writes about that, and we've got some other kind of stuff up around personal fears and fear around uh, relationships. So it's just whatever it means for, for the authors, I'm letting them kind of write about it. And yeah, everyone has a different experience and a different story. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, the fear of um, getting older, and then our society even sets it up. so. Like it's more difficult to get travel insurance after a certain age or things like that, which, and it's kind of a young age, I think, because 70 is not very old anymore. Mm -mm. People are really leading really active lives at that age and um, finally have retired and have the freedom to travel and stuff. And then it becomes almost inaccessible if you haven't had a really, really good job yeah. <laughs> lifespan. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's um, society definitely, uh, it makes aging kind of this big, scary thing. And really it's just a beautiful, natural part of life. And yeah, but we 
I mean, even the way the society tells us not to get old, right? Like get the wrinkle cream, get, you know, these different outfits so that you look young and you feel young and dye your hair, don't have gray hair. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. this thing around aging um, that's really interesting. Yeah. I can get off on all sorts of tangents on that, but I'm just <laughs> not chased. I'm like, oh, all these thoughts came to mind. Um, uh, so we kind of thought about possibly exploring a few different topics of fear, maybe over a couple of times or a few times. And so what do you think you'd like to explore today about fear? Well, I think, um fear is pretty timely right now as we're all kind of facing a lot of anxiety around uh, COVID. And I think uh, one of the biggest things that we're experiencing is fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Um, No one really knows how this is all going to play out, how long we're going to have to isolate, um, how this is going to impact the economy, um, our jobs, our families, schooling for the kids. So I think there's lots of fear around the unknown right now. Yeah. And, and I think also with fear of them, no one, like, I don't know, I feel like we like to have a certain amount of control in our lives and mm-hmm. we really, I mean, we still have control of many, many things, but like, yeah, the uncertainty creeps in, like you're mm-hmm. talking about, and it's just like, oh, like, what if we don't go back to work for a year or, or mm-hmm. something? Like, I'm actually really happy that, my job has stayed the same (laughs) and it's providing me with a sense of like routine and I get to get out of my house like a couple times a week for a good stretch of time and you know Mm -hmm. things like that and yeah but you know my uh, husband who's a teacher is already like thinking like oh what if I'm not face-to-face teaching next year how's that going to look and kind of getting some ideas because we just don't know. We don't know if this is going to be going on till June, September next year. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really, um, they don't know, right? And people are getting kind of restless um, from my perspective. So yeah, I just think everyone's managing it so differently. Um, and there's so many different like memes and, you know, Facebook posts and even, you know, blog posts even on how we should deal with it um you know this is a time for rest this is a time you know to seize the opportunity and work on ourselves be productive don't be productive you know like so we're just being inundated (laughs) with all of this advice too and it's just um it's overwhelming and it's exhausting so i think a lot of us are actually experiencing um kind of like a trauma response like the fight flight or freeze. Um, A lot of people are struggling with uh, feeling really exhausted, feeling really anxious. And so I think self-care is really important right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing to take care of yourself? What kind, what does self-care look like for you? Um, so I am, I kind of have this little almost like a little pie Um, and so I try to do like one piece of the pie and it's like my wellness pie so I try to exercise every day and when I say exercise like it doesn't need to be like crazy or anything like a walk around the block even but get outside move my body Um, I try to get some nutritious food into me again it's not a 
it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, I've written a few blogs about uh, my love for quarantine nachos. So I've been eating lots of nachos and lots of crap too, but I do try to have like, you know, vegetables or, you know, some greens every day. I try to drink water every day. Um, social connections is a really big piece for me. So I try to reach out um, to loved ones, you know, friends every single day, whether it's a text or a phone call or a Zoom call. Um, and then one of the pieces for me is um, mastery. So it's really good for people to do something that they really excel at and it gives them a sense of accomplishment. Um, so I have been trying to write every day. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. Maybe just a sentence, maybe a paragraph. Sometimes it just comes flowing out. Um, so yeah. Those are kind of my pieces that I've been trying to do and some days are better than others. So um, yeah, I'm also trying to be really gentle with myself. There's days where I feel on fire and super productive and there's days where I hang out in my jogging pants and rock the quarantine nachos and that's okay too. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been um, doing quite a few of the similar things. Like I joined up for this um, kind of wellness challenge. So there's like uh, new, um, she, I just just started a new one and it was changed formats a little bit. So it's really focusing on activity, um, healthy food. And then, uh, they also added a self care piece into it this time, which is exciting. Um, and I think really important too, for people to value that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think to, oh, I forgot. My yeah. biggest piece um, is gratitude. So um, gratitude is really, really important to me. Um, I try to practice it every single day. So I try to list things that I'm grateful for and not generic, like I'm grateful for my house, I'm grateful for, you know, like, but get really specific, you know, I'm grateful for my dog curled up on my lap right now. I'm grateful for the amazing conversation I had with my fiance last night. I'm grateful for the hug that my kid who, you know, is at an age where I'm not getting a lot of mama hugs anymore, but came up and just like wrapped himself in my arms. So you know, grateful that we are flattening the curve, grateful that I still have a job, you know, just whatever it is, we all have something to be grateful for. I firmly believe that. It doesn't mean shit doesn't suck sometimes, or it doesn't mean we're not allowed a down day, but I think that keeping perspective that we are so lucky and every day we wake up, that's a gift um, and a gift that not everyone gets, unfortunately. So yeah, gratitude is really, really important right now in particular, I think. Yeah, I think it is. I feel like um, something that's come up for me is definitely, I feel like my anxiety is a little bit more heightened and like I'm I'm not convinced it's just like my own. I feel like there's just so much anxiety around the world. And uh, I've mentioned that last week as well, but I also like, you know, I've kind of had these fleeting thoughts of like, um, that are not productive at all, but like, what if my husband dies? What if I'm going to be left alone? And like, not instantly, it's not even like I'm fearful of that instantly happening, but it's just like, wow, like, where is that coming from? You know, like just these, these fears that aren't generally a part of my big, a big part of my life are like infiltrating me here and there. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, it definitely is. It's, um, I think 
like you said, it's like a collective anxiety, you know, everyone's really heightened right now. There's lots going on. Yeah. Um, it's just oh, so much up in the air and yeah, I don't think it's going away anytime soon either. Right. Yeah. I think we're going to be in this for a while and we really need to try to keep our mindset up, you know, focused on positive things while also kind of allowing ourselves a little grace because you know there's going to be days that are really hard and you know I'm kind of having one of those days today I'm just tired of this I am so social I'm so extroverted and I want to just go out and like hug every single one of my friends and I get so bored in the evenings and I'm restless and I'm irritable um so again I just need to like pull it back to gratitude. Like I am so grateful to Zoom because I can, you know, uh, see my friends at least and still talk to them. And yeah, wow. luckily I, you know, can wave to my neighbors as they walk past if I'm doing, you know, yard work and have a little chat. Um, yeah. So I can't imagine if this was all going down, you know, 20 years ago before we all had all this access to, <laughs> to, you know, internet where we can still really, really stay connected. Yeah. I feel very grateful about that too. And also, um, just really, I don't know, enjoying, um, yeah. Like, I feel like my social life is different because there's a screen there, but I've still, I feel like I'm actually connecting with people in sometimes more meaningful ways because you have to plan it and, mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's kind of nice. It's like, I don't know, or, and more um, really um, wanting to check in well with people. Yep, absolutely. I wrote that actually, I wrote a blog post, things that I want to thank COVID-19 for, and that was in uh, the blog post that I'm really seeing people put a lot more effort into relationships. Like I'm connecting with friends that has always traditionally been really difficult because either I'm busy or they're busy or whatever. And now no one's busy. I know you're at home, you know, I'm at home. So we're, you know, we're hopping on zoom calls. Um, I used to, uh, run a mom support group and this is like a decade ago. And we recently all reconnected on zoom and had a, you know, one of our mom support groups. And that was so cool that we were still able to support each other, that we reconnected. And honestly, had it not been for COVID-19, that probably wouldn't have happened. And it doesn't mean we don't care about each other and don't think about each other or try to connect from time to time. But that group Zoom call where we all had the time and made it a priority, it just wouldn't have happened. So I think there is some pieces to be grateful for. Yeah. And that's important to focus on. That's really amazing and um let's see is there anything that you're feeling particularly fearful about i'm kind of gonna zip back to this topic <laughs> um i think the biggest piece that kind of keeps popping up for me is that people say you know life's never going to be the same you know like the um there's a few kind of speakers that I listen to, like Rachel Hollis, you know, she's like, kind of grieve your old life. It's, it's, we're not going back there. Um, it's, we're going to have a new reality after this. And that gives me some anxiety. You know, I'm like, what do you mean? You know, like, <laughs> I liked my old life and not all of it. Like, there's definitely pieces uh, that I want to, you know, take forward with me. Like, 
you know, making time for, for people and kind of prioritizing relationships um, that I was kind of too busy for before. But yeah, I think I'm definitely experiencing some anxiety around, well, what will it look like? Like what, and how long is this? We're getting a little glitchy. You know, so when I think about the reality that that might happen again, it's yeah. scary. Yeah. I don't know. I hope that the recording will pick up what you said, but we had a little glitch there. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, yeah. Fear. Fear of uh -oh. uh, technology not cooperating. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm just trying to manage. Um, manage that and just take it day by day. I think that's my answer to that is we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how long it's going to last. And it is a little bit scary. Um, you know, fear around getting sick, fear, God, there's so much to be scared of right now. So just taking it day by day and staying present um, has kind of been my saving grace. Yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that I don't have fear of things not going back the same because I don't feel like they're that different in a sense to me because my work has remained the same and I haven't been like only stuck in my house and I can still go for a walk and um, mm -hmm. I can still pick up my groceries at the grocery store in person and yeah you know some things are a little changed in the fact that you have to wait or um, there's arrows taped everywhere in the stores and uh, things like that but I'm, to me, it's just like, oh, it's just a small alteration. I don't feel like everything is all that different anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that, that's just my experience. And if I lived in a condo in the city and wasn't allowed to leave, I would be, wow, that's a big change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I guess you're right. I'm still... You know, I'm still working. I'm working from home, so it's a little different. Um, I do still get to connect with people. I think I just have this like element of I'm getting a bit stir crazy. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's just kind of managing that. And I have epic days, and I have bad days. So it just it's it's kind of a crapshoot. I never know what's going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> life <laughs> yeah but I'm feeling pretty uh pretty excited about this book because all of a sudden it is super timely um so I mean I think fear is present for everyone at any time but now it is huge and so I'm really excited to be working on this book project um and we can yeah. kind of put all our fearful energy into that yeah it's kind of good to have a place to um funnel it I guess yeah I actually had one of my authors, um, well, she didn't really switch gears, but she definitely mentioned it in her chapter. Um, you know, just kind of COVID, COVID stuff, because it's present right now. Um, so I'm kind of excited that she included that. And I think it'll, it'll be really good. The book doesn't get, uh, like it doesn't come out, it's not published until next spring. So, um, Hopefully we're out of this by then, but I think it'll still be fresh in everyone's mind, kind of what we what we all experienced. Yes, for sure. 
I know. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just feel actually insulated in this little Kootenai bubble. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's kind of glitchy again. It's the time Uh-oh, of- Uh-oh, we're glitchy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Uh-oh. maybe it's a good time to wrap it up just in case. Um, at, but if you're willing, we can talk some more next time. I would love to come back. Yeah. Talk about some different fear for sure. All right. That would be great. So thanks so much for taking the time to come on today. Absolutely. I will listen to this and hopefully everything's pretty a-okay. Yay. Well, thank you for having me. This was fun. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Hi, thanks for listening to Why Am I So Bitchy? Uh, Thanks very much to Christine for joining us. We would love it, Christine and I, if you would submit some ideas of what you would like to hear about fear. So we are planning to do some more episodes around this topic. And right now there are many fearful uh, feelings going on for people. So if you have an idea of a topic for us, um, please let me know. So you can send me uh, some feedback on Facebook. You could send a audio recording on Anchor. um, So you have ways to reach me and we could um, explore what you're interested in about fear. Thanks very much for listening and have a great week. Bye now.